What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Tag Team, the Pokemon trading card game premier podcasting duo. My name is Riley Holbert, joined by my good, good friend, JW Kariwal. JW, how's it going today? It's going really well, Riley. How are you? I am doing super well. It's funny, for the people who are viewing the actual video, JW's got a green shirt on, so I can't do the chroma key. <laughs> no chroma key today. That's right. I don't ever really think about what I'm wearing, but... Have you ever um, accidentally wore a green shirt to stream? I think I have. Yeah, I think I have, and I think I just got cut off. Or maybe my camera, I, I don't have like really anything more sensitive, um, but maybe it was able to distinguish. I can't quite remember what happened. Yeah. Or actually, I know, I think it like was able to distinguish the two greens, but only slightly. So it was like, so, like parts half. of me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like taking yeah. a Photoshop layer and like turning the opacity to 50%. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, <laughs> but for your body. <laughs> That's sick. That's sick. So, how's we were your talking week about been? you. Speaking of, well, oh. my week's been good. We were talking about you just before the stream started, looking like Dr. Disrespect for those of you that are not uh, watching the pod on YouTube. Riley's got a nice little mustache going. <laughs> well, I, I call it the mustache trial. Because what I've done is I've trimmed the beard besides the mustache down to like the yeah. three millimeters, but I've kept my my stash at like a a nice full state. So right. you know, it's you get to kind of get a feel for how mustache is without really committing to the act yet. Like <laughs> right, right. And how's it growing on you? Um, it's okay. I've been trying out for like a week now. Um, I don't know if I have it in me to fully commit because I like how the the beard like shapes your face, you know? Yeah. Um, have you been, uh, have you been getting any, you know, compliments from the ladies or anything like that? I don't see like very many ladies in person right now. <laughs> so makes sense. Yeah. And you know, a large portion of the time actually that I see people, I'd be wearing a mask. So really the facial yeah, fair hair enough. that yeah, I have is actually irrelevant. <laughs> oh, you need to grow your eyebrows. Yeah. Like grow the unibrow out. That's like going to be the new fashion standard. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the new edgy thing that you do is just grow out a unibrow. That's right. That's right. That's right. I mean, I, I do grow one. I have to pluck it. Oh, really? Okay. So I, I don't really get anything here. Like my, to be yeah. fair, my eyebrows kind of are like, I get a little bit of like extra hair. Like I probably should take care of these little extra hairs up there, but I don't really get anything in the middle. Which well, you have nice. just like these nice shaped eyebrows. I have, you know, the thickens. You do have thickens. <laughs> But enough about our physical appearances, because I don't think that's what people are listening for. I don't. I mean, I suspect not. You know. I I suspect not either. Although if they are on YouTube, I mean, it might be fair a factor, enough, right? You know, yeah, it might be. Um, yeah, you know, just listen on. Just turn on mute and just watch our faces move. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, there's a fair amount of stuff going on in the Pokemon world. Uh, I think there are three main things that JW and I wanted to hit on today. So we'll start from the top right in the competitive natured scene, and we'll talk about the Players' Cup round one. So uh, the first iteration of the Players' Cup has gone on. If you managed to escape uh, with less than one loss, or less than two losses, sorry, then you moved on to the next round this coming weekend. Mm -hmm. A lot of decks saw success, some crazy ones, some expected ones. I mean... I've I've enjoyed following along with it, and not not like watching a ton of streams necessarily, but I've enjoyed watching people post their deck lists and yeah. uh, talk about their experiences. JW, what's your favorite thing that you've seen come out of the cup so far? 
Well, there were two. So you look at Colin Mall's uh, Intellion Omastar list. Yeah, that's I, what I was like. That was trying to bait you into saying that. Okay, <laughs> I was playing around with it. I have no idea how he did well with it because it just doesn't seem like like it's it's a, an okay deck, and it seems like it might have some like okay matchups, maybe like like a little bit favorable, like maybe ADP is a, a little bit favorable, but right. you're not like blowing anything out. And then like you have a really bad peek around matchup. So I just, <laughs> he must've dodged like all the peek around that were inevitably in that tournament and like props to him. I mean, it's a cool deck. It's a cool idea. I just think that there are decks that probably do, uh, you know, probably have a higher winning percentage that do take less, like less to set up. You know what I mean? It's like a little more streamlined than this. It seems a little convoluted the way he gets to wins, Yeah. but I digress. Uh, and then we also saw Ross from PCG Radio make it into the second day with a an Excadrill deck, which yeah. is the one that, you know, you can, for one energy, you discard your, what, top three cards or something, and then do 120. And then if you have three cards or less, then you do 150 or something crazy like that for one energy. So <laughs> he must have hit all the Picaroms that Colin missed. And, yeah, uh, I mean, the made math way there really the checks deck. out, right? So For sure. <laughs> for sure. It's great. I mean, congratulations to both of them and for coming up with some really interesting decks. And I, I have no doubt that there were more interesting decks out there, but uh, those were the two that really come to mind. Yeah, I mean, this is a great little time, for you, especially because the tournament's so broken up. So you can no. kind of see how things do in different phases of the event and, like, what's going on. This early phase is definitely where the crazy decks will thrive, I think. Right. Um, so the Intellion deck, when I saw the list on Twitter, I was just like, what the heck is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, what am I looking at? Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, like, the concept of greens plus Amistar is, yeah. is certainly not unfounded. Um, yeah, right, right. Being played in, like, Gardevoir, Sylveon. Yeah, I think the... The newer iteration of that is having the the fossil stadium be a part of that engine as opposed to like a rare yeah. candy Amistar thing. Sure. Um, still though, like a, a tried and true, I guess you could say, idea of pairing Amistar with greens. And Inteleon was an interesting choice of partners. Um, I guess in some areas it does well, although the symbol in the bottom left of that card is not very pleasing to me. <laughs> wow, which symbol? The weakness symbol. Oh, I yes, yeah. understood. Yeah, yeah, understood. So, yeah, that one's not too great to me. I mean, that that deck was. I mean, Colin had been working on it for a while. I mean, it was something that we had kind of known about for a while. I, I had covered it on my on my YouTube channel maybe a, a couple months ago, but that was just something like he had tweeted it out and maybe didn't have a performance in a tournament with, or maybe he had taken it to like a limitless qualifier. Maybe didn't do. Um, quite as well as as he did in this uh, players cup but uh yeah it's just interesting to see that uh that list be kind of kind of given the 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 go ahead for this tournament and then really do well and uh you know I, honestly i'd be so hyped if it made it all the way and I, while i don't think that that will be the case i think it was uh, an awesome effort at trying to come up with something new for this format and that's just really exciting as a content creator who is having a tough time staying in this current format it's good to see fresh things come out yeah so i think we'll loop back to that in a second here but what else have we noticed from the players cup for me i've noticed a lot of people talking about pikaram again uh, it feels <laughs> yeah. like pikaram just constantly is in and out of the conversation and right now it's very in uh, i swear this weekend was just everyone was talking about what the best version of pikaram was it was actually sure very odd to me <laughs> that we still haven't settled on Pikaram yet. I guess that just shows how versatile it is as a deck. Right. 
I don't, have there been any trends that you've really noticed? I mean, to me, Pikaram just seems the premier deck people are talking about. Yeah, I think Pikaram was just probably the most uh, consistent deck to play. I mean, it can really beat anything. It doesn't really ever struggle to set up. And I think in a in a double O limb like this, where you know you're, you're two losses and you're out, like you just want something that's gonna do something every game that like gives you a chance to actually play the game yeah and so i liked that uh for the tournament adp was something that i like for the tournament and uh, i have no doubt that that performed well uh, over the course of, of uh that day and and will perform well again uh this weekend yeah so needless to say i'm excited to see how it pans out i'd like to loop yeah. back to your comment about sort of struggling with this rebel clash format obviously you're very intimately involved in like the content creation element, right? Where you have to play, sure. you play the game a lot, like just by virtue of streaming, you sure. make YouTube videos and the, the challenge with the YouTube videos is trying to continually make them engaging and interesting. So right. what about the rebel clash format has really made that a struggle for you? Um, I think that the interplay between a lot of decks is really lacking in a lot of ways. There's not too much back and forth. There's not too much um, comeback potential um, outside of like, I mean, Marnie is kind of that comeback card, but like there's there's not a ton of like interacting with the opponent's deck. And I guess my um, example for that would be something like, I mean, just ADP being in the format hasn't necessarily, like I've, I've enjoyed ADP at certain points in its lifetime. Like I've played it. Um, I've enjoyed the deck generally, but like now we're on to a second format with ADP and uh, just feels or ADPization, I should say. And we're yeah. on to a second format with that deck specifically. And that just really kind of puts, I don't know, it, it just feels like, you know, games end on this clock and I don't necessarily love that. Or you look at a deck like, um, you look at it like going against uh, Dragapult or something and like you're facing, you're playing any deck. And the interplay there that you can do is like, well, if I have hammers and I can hit a hammer on turn one, then like I can win. And like that to me uh, is indicative. Instead of the in-game play, it's kind of just like, well, if I play this one, you know, if I play hammer and I hit heads and I get it, then I can win the match. And if I don't, then it's going to be a lot harder. I don't know. Just that kind of thing uh, I've been noticing has been really holding this format back. Not a lot of interplay between decks. Sure. So if you had to prescribe what is necessarily the cause of that, do, do you have any idea? Is it something that could be fixed in the future? Like, you know, when I hear about stuff like hammer being a problem, you know, that's, you know, the hammer is just a, a crappy. It's just card. a thing. Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. But stuff like ADP, obviously is format warping. Uh, to me, when yeah. I think about like decreasing, almost the interaction and the skill caps of these decks. I think a boss's order is actually being a, yeah. a problematic card. Just it's introducing additional free gust is, especially when decks like ADP do exist, seems tough to me. Um, right. You know, you, right. you get so heavily punished for falling behind in this format because it, when you talk about cards like Marnie, you know, they might be a effective to a certain degree for getting rid of custom catchers, but you know, one boss's orders is not a tall ask off of four cards plus a Jirachi or whatever you might be doing. Right. 
Right, exactly. And then uh, even with cards like Eldegoss, right, if you have a boss in your discard, you yeah, get it back. Yeah, turns a quick ball I, into the... <clears throat> yeah, I agree with that to to an extent. And, like, you look at... Um, yeah, you look like a, you look at a deck like ADP, and it's like maybe it's trying to rely on having an ADP to, like, tank a hit. But, like, if you're the ADP deck and you're playing against something, you know, and they're trying to put up their main attacker and you can't one-shot it, well, you might not even have to even attack into that attacker. Like, you can just snipe their bench. So, like you're saying there with the with the boss orders, a lot of times, like, you're going to need the Dene to set up. You're going to need, you know, these support Pokemon to get going. And you can just go around and, and, uh, and snipe them on the bench. I don't know if that's necessarily the contributing factor for me. Like, the main contributing factor. For me, I look at hammers. I just look at <clears throat> the interplay of certain decks is not really being as exciting as i as i want it to be there's not like a lot of of out i i don't feel like there's a ton of outplay potential except with maybe a deck like spirit tomb which is not necessarily out playing your opponent but just like making the correct sequencing decisions on your turn and that also maybe is a little bit uh lackluster in my opinion so then to reframe that it almost is like a a deck skill cap thing mm. Is sure. That, is that yeah. how, you're, how you'd feel? Yeah, yeah, I, I suppose. It seems very, like, um, to me, just kind of do this, do this, do this. And I think this was put uh, in really good perspective by, if, if anyone has watched on the YouTube channel, like, I was doing an old format, uh, 2017-2018 format, whereas Breakthrough to Crimson Invasion. And that was all about, you know, and it had its flaws too. I'm not saying it's like a perfect format by any means, but that was a lot about, definitely not the a lot more about one. routing. <laughs> Say what? Definitely not the Crimson Invasion one was not a perfect <laughs> format. <laughs> uh, but it was a lot about routing and like what you take a knockout on when. And like, there were some times where it didn't really make sense to even take a knockout. And, you know, do you want to get, you know, do you want to set up a Pokemon for a later turn or what supporter should you play was a real big concern back then. Like, do I play a Mallow or do I play a Guzma or do I play an N? Like, that, those are real tough decisions that you don't necessarily have, like, the best play. Like, you don't necessarily know the best play at the time, you know, because they do different things. Like, there's so yeah. much variance in what could happen, whether or not you play the Mallow or the N or the Guzma or the Research or the Bridget, even in some cases. And, like, that is... Um, you know, right now we kind of have two choices. Is it Research or Marnie? And it's really just, well, whatever I have in my hand, you know, and it's, uh, and then I guess boss's orders, right? So that kind of rotation of those three supporters isn't that um, skill intensive as opposed to formats in the past. Uh, we just don't have as much choice, I feel like, as we have in the past. And yeah, these decks really feel very linear in their gameplay. Like if I'm playing a Zation deck, like Zation down on the first turn, Attach an energy, intrepid sword, and yeah. like swing, swing, you know, swing, get a switch, swing, get a switch, swing, get some metal saucers, you know, swing. Uh, and then, like, with um, Dragapult, like, get a Dragapult down, attach an energy. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, um, it's concerning. I don't know that the format is necessarily going to get any worse. I don't think it'll be quite as much of the same, which I'm excited about in terms of the new format uh, after the rotation. But I, I, maybe I'm not even voicing my concerns like that well, but uh, sure. it just feels a very, very linear in terms of the amount of things that you can do on your turn. Yeah, I feel very similar. Uh, and I think part of that is almost the card design is shifted direction as it does mm -hmm. every block. I, I sincerely hope that the Sound and Moon block and the 
like in the future will be remembered fondly because uh, i yeah. think that was a very well especially like the early sun and moon like yeah. when you had to evolve I, into your gx's and well and i think actually that we should get back like it, we're kind of seeing this evolution again in the form of evolutions like as soon as evolutions come back and like you have a pokemon that goes from being worth two prizes to being worth three prizes all of a sudden that's a new introduction to the game that you can you know decide whether or not to evolve that pokemon decide whether or not to make it better quote unquote make it better um and i think that was a big thing that i really noticed in 17 18 is like you could choose when to evolve your Zeruas. you know you could choose when to evolve your ralts and sometimes it was you you might have had the piece in hand to go into a Gardevoir, but it didn't really make sense to do it that turn because now it's a now it's a big liability on the bench. Obviously, things are a little bit different now with um, certain decks. Just not you know you're not really able to one shot a Vmax, so it's really hard to like yeah to make those plays where you know you get punished really hard for evolving into a Vmax. But the the point there just being that you you have this extra choice. And the format should shift around evolutions. And so having that additional choice and having that extra prize given for an evolution should, in theory, make some like routing decisions a little bit more interesting. Well, to me as well, it, it goes beyond even just the Pokemon. Like, you know, I think the early GXs were really awesome, just like yeah. really fun cards. Um, sure. But even beyond that, like the supporters, you specifically called out like a multitude of Sun and Moon era supporters that. You know, gave you meaningful decisions. Like Mallow was yeah. a super cool supporter to use in the Zorark decks. Like we had some toxic yeah. ones too. Like we had Guzman Acerola, but at least they did something. You know, I feel like this heart. This feels like a heart. The the Sword and Shield format feels like it harkens back to X and Y, which I really yeah. didn't like the X and Y block that much. It was very linear. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you just had these big EXs that did random crap and. You know, you had your Sycamore, your N, and your yep. Lysander. And really, what is the difference between that and <laughs> and what we have right now? We have Research, right. Marnie, and Boss's Orders. It's the same stuff. Right. Like, right. I feel like we're recreating the XY era very closely with the way that the cards are being designed right now. With the except, sure. with, but now we, the the X's are bigger. <laughs> right. Uh, and so, and you know, it's not inherently a flaw uh, to have like a linear format but i i i enjoyed more personally like i love zorark i love those kind of decks and i feel like we don't have as much gameplay like that anymore yeah and there's not and the other thing too is like yeah sure it's fine to have these kind of big boys um swinging back and forth at at each other as long as we have uh some semblance of like a counter strategy to that and i think the best counter strategy that we will have in a post-rotation metagame is going to be like mill um, as opposed to maybe a stall variant or even having just like a stall kind of mechanic involved. Um, you know, I, I look at like cards from the past, like Hoopa, where it's just like you, uh, there is some interplay there with, you know, how you attack into a Hoopa, what you use to attack into a Hoopa with the scoundrel guard ability, right? Blocking scoundrel all GXs and, and EXs. And so there is some kind of interplay and like some kind of deck building choices to like, well, if I think I'm going to face a lot of Hoopas, you know, maybe I'll put in another, you know, basic to attack with. There's not really that kind of card or those kinds of cards that I see in terms of like a, a true counter deck. The counter decks that I see for the post rotation format are mostly based on weakness, um, mostly based and like mill type things. Yeah. So 
I think it will improve generally. Like I, I'm not like my, my overall level of satisfaction is not, is not that low. Like we're, we're talking kind of um, uh, in, in terms of, I guess, degrees in terms of like, you know, I'm at like a, I'm not, I'm not saying like, I hate the game at all, at all by any means, but you know, I'm at like a six or something or a seven, you know, when I could be at a, at a 10 in terms of my enjoyment. So yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Just some thoughts there too. Yeah, I I just I really miss like the Zorark days, man. Like standard Zorark was just so fun. <laughs> yeah, and this is even ignoring like the toxicity that expanded Zorark brought with it. Sure, sure. Yeah, Wall says also weakness mechanic as a mechanic sucks. I I mean it's it's fine, but it's like when your only way to beat a like an Eternatus is to swing into it with weakness, like that to me. It just, it's too much of a shit. Like, especially when we don't have like counter cards, like a retaliate Terrakian, you know, when we don't have these counter cards that can be like kind of powered up in one turn that you can splash in like a, like a counter to a deck. Like when we don't have that, it really is hard to have interplay between certain decks. I mean, I am excited again for rotation to kind of switch things up and maybe there are some cards that we can get into, but when the whole counter to a deck is just playing a different deck, that to me feels a little cheap. So let's let's talk about rotation then. Is there anything that in your very <clears throat> early testing has brought you promise? Um, I have really enjoyed the Eternatus. I think it's better than I really thought, um, which I guess is kind of, I mean, I was a little bit hesitant to say like, yes, this is, the the bdif but um or certainly the best it's certainly the best deck to come out of the uh darkness ablaze set like hands down far and away you know there are some things you could you could argue like there's no dedene so maybe your setup is worse but you're really looking at just getting out you know an eternatus getting an energy attached and then going from there and i think like little innovations like playing the capture energy in the list help you facilitate that you know getting all your guys out without really needing uh, to have the Dene to try to dig more into your deck. Uh, I just think it's really cool. A mechanic too with the um, with the ability because there are some things on the VMAX, there are some things that you can do with the ability. Like you can let your Eternatus get knocked out and then that's your only one. And then you discard your bench. Like let's say you had something damaged. Yeah. Uh, you, disc- you can discard your bench. And like, that's kind of cool. That little, again, going back to this thought that, um, you know, the evolution choice when to evolve is is something that's interesting to me and then um yeah i mean i'm excited to test more things like scent of scorch and, and vikavolt particularly we're gonna throw vikavolt on the stream tomorrow with andrew so i'm excited nice. to see that I, I am excited to watch that yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you enjoying tabletop simulator as like a mechanism to to work through this yeah it's okay i initially was a little bit hesitant um and it's certainly I mean, it's nothing like playing on the Pokemon trading card game online client because all your decisions are, you know, you have to manually do everything. So especially when you're trying to communicate with an audience, it's like that much harder. Like, I feel like I misplay enough in the game just trying to like interact with chat and uh, (laughs) make it kind of an enjoyable stream or like talk through my plays. Like, I feel like I do enough misplay there. But then when you add in the manual factor, like, and you're trying to keep you know, a reasonable pace of play to not make it too boring. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it can be a lot to handle sometimes, but it's um 
it's been really fun. It's been really, really fun. I hope that, you know, everyone that's been watching it has been having a great time because it's something that I could definitely see in the future being you know, a regular thing. And hopefully more people can kind of get on the tabletop simulator as more of a viable way to just test new things or even test old things. Like it'd be cool. Andrew's been talking about doing a cube. Like yeah. I could upload my cube and um, just do, you know, have more access to those cards than you would otherwise have. And I think that's a really good thing for the game. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to do it yet, but a friend of mine keeps asking me to queue with him on tabletop. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a little clunky you have to get used to some mechanics because obviously again, yeah it's i mean i play tabletop basis. simulator anyway for yeah. like other games um okay so i'm yeah, familiar you kind of know the where it, the, the next the next evolution of tabletop simulator is going to be some kind of stri- scripting mechanic but uh right. that'll probably take a significant amount of dev or um you know it'll, it'll take a significant amount of of work put into that but yeah. i think it could be worth it well when you and andrew were in the discord just hanging out and like testing out tabletop <laughs> i was like man there just has to be a, a way to do this like <laughs> yeah, yeah well it's just like it's the things like marnie you know where it's it's like kind of kind of an awkward mechanic in real life yes marnie then, is marnie might be like a very special exception too yeah 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 so like marnie just sucks you know no yeah. no two ways about it but um everything else is pretty self-explanatory and and we can get a get by pretty fast and uh pretty efficiently now that we kind of have the ropes yeah i was trying to know? think if i could at least know the ropes like personally if i could try and script some things like energy attachments is sure sucks um yeah, this is that's that's not like a promise. Right? It's just something I was thinking about looking into myself. Just as right. a, yeah, as energy a fun exercise. Awesome. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, uh, that's not a promise. It's just something that's like, as someone who works in like the programming space, it's something that interests me as like a yeah. side project. Yeah, it's trying to make tabletop more streamlined. Um, yeah, but it's definitely. I mean, it's an innovation in Pokemon. Like, it's another one that you add to the long list of like Pokemon TCG innovations because of COVID. <laughs> and I think generally speaking, like it's a good thing. Like it should lead hopefully to more higher level players um, being able to test this, you know, newer formats um, earlier, you know? And I think that just overall is a good thing for the creators. It's a good thing for the viewers and just a good thing for, for the game in general. Yeah. And you know what? I think, I think just conceptually finding more opportunities to interact with your friends and play the game that we love it's it's always a good thing so yeah absolutely and then it's a really good like kind of gateway right to maybe a newer player you know um if they don't want to go out and buy all the cards well now if tabletop tabletop simulator become or some similar you know tcg one in the past i guess but if we all kind of the community kind of coalesces around one um one program then like maybe that becomes the standard for a newer player to get into the game and like they don't have to buy all the cards but they can still play with all the cards and um you know maybe there are tabletop simulator tournaments that could be run in the future i mean there is like kind of this this boundless possibility of what can be done and i i look at it as something that's really really cool for a newer player to maybe get involved in the card game a little bit more without investing too much into the physical cards or even into, uh, you know, codes for the online client. Yeah. And you talk about newer players. And so that's a nice little segue into the last <laughs> thing that we wanted to talk about today, which is, uh, the Pokemon raid battles. That's right. <laughs> this was to me when I got this email from Pokemon about this new thing, cause I, you know, I get yeah. the emails from their website. Um, 
about the raid battles. I was like, what yeah. in the world am I looking at? And to be honest, <laughs> now that I've like messed around with it, it's like still what in the world am I looking at a little bit? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I know you've kind of enjoyed it. What is that? Well, I, what is your I, take uh, on I, the raid battle? Yeah, I, I'm when I first saw it, I memed on it a little bit. Like, granted, you know, is it it's just kind of a, a big departure from, you know, actual cards, right? It's it's a big departure from how you're, from uh, you know, quote unquote, supposed to play the trading card game. But um, <laughs> when you take a when you take a step back from it all and look at what it is trying to do, I mean, it's intended for that young audience or that new audience that has these cards but can't quite put them into the context of a deck or a metagame or um you know battling against other people and so uh it's just a good little introduction to the whole idea of competitive pokemon trading card game and so for that it is successful i mean this is a, this is really like kind of that gateway drug like if somebody gets hooked on raid battling and i could even see this being kind of a thing that um even experienced players do just for fun i don't think it could ever be like a like a format to itself or i don't think it could ever be anything no. organized uh in the competitive scene or like something that people would want to do more than uh one or two times but um you just look at this as as something for the for the newer player that could really get them hooked on you know using the cards, playing with the cards, and then eventually you know building the way kind of that gateway again into competitive. Right. Yeah. When I see it, it reminds me a lot of when I was a kid and didn't know how Pokemon cards worked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know if you had this problem, but me as a kid, Pokemon cards were very hard to understand. Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. Like, Yu-Gi-Oh! cards were very easy, you know? They had attack, sure. they had defense. If the attack was bigger than the opponent's attack or defense, then you would, mm. like, that okay. was... Okay, yeah, and there was, like, kind of an instant, like, mechanic to it. It wasn't like you were building up damage right. over time. So, like, yeah. so, to to me, like, switching to Pokemon, like, there was a couple things that were confusing there. Like, how does the damage sure. work was one thing. How do energy work is another thing. Like, yeah. and, you know, I'm just a kid not reading the rule books or anything. I don't know what any of this stuff does. Like, right. So and just, oh, go ahead. So, like, being able to, and what, it may be kind of sad because people were just really harshly beating down, like, the rate battle <laughs> thing, you know, on yeah. Twitter and stuff yeah. when it yeah, got yeah, announced. Yeah. And I really think, you know, yeah. you're missing the point. Like, it's, sure. it's for, you know, it's for kids. Like, it's meant for, it's meant to be a fun gateway into using the cards that you could freshly freshly got out of a pack you know you don't have yeah. to have a deck you don't have to have anything crazy yeah. you can just yeah. take your cards and play with your friend on on this raid battle thing and, right. and i think it, i think it does that well i think you know ultimately i wish it was like better built like what i would wish for even if it wasn't integrated into the the tco client i would wish that it um i'm sorry i like hit my microphone there with my speaking with my hands um what I would wish is that you could at least like choose your card. Like maybe they had a card database yeah. and you just choose yeah. it instead of having to do everything manually. Yeah. Yeah. Then, and that comes to uh, a few other issues that I have with it. But um, just for those of you that don't know that are listening to the cast, this is the Pokemon trading card game raid battle. Just to give a quick summary of what it is. Uh, it says Pokemon trading card game raid battle is a fun and exciting game that lets you experience the TCG in a new way. You have a battle assistant, which is online. Uh, and it kind of guides you through how to use your cards. But generally, uh, there is a VMAX Pokemon that you're trying to kill and like you are, well, trying to knock out and you and up to four <laughs> of your friends. It. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you and up to four of your friends are looking to, or excuse me, you and up to three of your friends are looking to do enough damage to knock out this massive um, 
and yeah, truly massive. Yeah, yeah. So like 2,800 health, you know, something like that. So you're doing it with your cards that you have. So uh, whatever card that you have, you could, theoretically, you could play uh, in this raid battle against this person. And really, that is what we're coming back to here when we're saying like, when I first got into Pokemon, you know, I just wanted the, you know, the Pokemon that had the most um, energy in their attack and the most uh, retreat costs. Like that was the best Pokemon. <laughs> and so... so <laughs> and so like this really um, kind of kind of takes all, you know, somebody can think that they have their best Pokemon and it will actually contribute to winning this raid battle. I think it's a cool mechanic to kind of incorporate with the video games as well, which is something that maybe there like is a crossover that might happen because somebody sees, oh, there's a raid battle kind of mechanic. I like raid battling in, in the video game, so maybe I'll give the trading card game a chance. But you have a couple of Pokemon. There's some different mechanics with different cards. There's like a cheer mechanic and a knockout mechanic. Uh, the the VMAX Pokemon does damage to the players, and so you're trying to strategically whittle this Pokemon down um, through the use of your own cards. And it's it's interesting i think the client is is okay it's just we haven't quite gotten to this but like it's very manual it's very yeah. manual based and so it would have been um i mean you I, you know obviously it's it's uh, supposed to be very simple and very you know easy to understand but i think maybe a little bit more in terms and they might add this in the future you can't really tell but like you're saying a card database or uh something similar to just help it along a little bit more. When I first saw it, I was really hyped because I was like, oh man, uh, it would be really cool to have this, um, to have this thing be like all inclusive that I could play with my friends online, but that's not what it is. You do have to play with the physical card. So that is gonna kind of hinder it uh, in a, you know, a little bit. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think the fact it's so manual is ultimately, it's biggest flaw because you know as a kid i don't really want to have to think about and input all of this stuff <laughs> yeah you know, yeah I, I and wanna... i mean obviously i well i think i think you probably work you know if you're a kid under the age of what would you say probably eight bro people be using computers when they're two years old now okay i don't know that wasn't back in my day we had you know i had aol when i was like 12 all right <laughs> But, uh, you know, you're, you're probably working with an adult, you know, it's certainly kind of that, uh, yeah. that idea there that you're, that you're, you know, with maybe a family, you know, maybe with you, your brother, your dad, or your mom and trying yeah. to make this thing work. So, uh, certainly a family mechanic there. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Maybe you're a little bit of a boomer there, but. <laughs> oh, I certainly am a boomer. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's I also, a fun idea though. Like, yeah, no, it's definitely cool. It's cool to see that they're innovating and it's, I mean, this is absolutely uh, at least from from what it looks like, like this is absolutely another kind of COVID, uh, <laughs> you know, innovation that the trading card game has done because this is clearly like you know a game for people that are stuck at home, can't really go out, uh, you know, it's just their family or just their brothers or whatever or sisters or um, you know just something where it's kind of this self encapsulated thing where you don't really need to know that much about Pokemon cards, but you can still participate in the uh, card game experience. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So encapsulating all of this different stuff, we have, you know, the present format, the Rebel Clash. We have the Darkness of Blaze format, and we have these raid battle things. Looking to the next week or so, 
if I want to do something Pokemon related, which of the three would you recommend, JW? I mean, I'd recommend looking at future format. That's what uh, I'm going to hope to do. Uh, well, hope to do. That's what I have set up to do in the next couple of weeks. Um, we will be doing some stuff on the channel with current format. I think there are still like plenty of opportunities to play in current format. If you're looking for them, there's like PokeX tournaments. There are, um, there are, I mean, no limitless, but there's like the Sunday open, Neil Pie Sunday open. Uh, and there are various discords where you can get in and play some tournaments. So, uh, I would look ahead. Looking ahead is, uh, has brought me probably more joy for this set than it has for a lot of sets in the past. I kind of rag on the people <laughs> that look too far ahead. Like it's kind of a joke in our friend group. Like, you know, you, we'll just get a new set and like people are already looking to like two sets in advance. And it's just kind of like, why would you know why right people are talking about rotation in in september (laughs) yeah 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 exactly and so um but i've just been really excited for this this next format i should i think that it should bring about a lot of uh healthy growth healthy change for the trading card game and um some really interesting uh new cards are going to be released yeah i would recommend the same thing i would recommend either playing some new format refresh yourself or finding some alternative means like building a cube on tabletop simulator i think is a really fun idea a really good way to enjoy time with your friends and um to me i always i say i've said this so many times on the cast i always get refreshed on the game when i kind of (laughs) do something new with it um like take it outside of this current standard realm and and do something fun and new and whether that means play an old format on like the pokestats things or yeah um the old formats i i just wish that that tcgo could better support them yeah um, it's when we were talking about the Wimpod, that, that made me genuinely sad <laughs> yeah yeah definitely so yeah we were talking about in a former cast that uh when you play in the old formats like they obviously don't have the old format rules you can't really set the rule change so you have to kind of figure out how to um how to implement you know a first because in the old formats you could play a supporter on the first turn current rule set you can't so how do you kind of try to balance that out and it makes some decks just kind of unplayable which is a shame there are there are some fun workarounds for some of it though like if you're playing some really old formats like pre x and y you have the no flip catcher Um, yeah and so what people have done is instead of playing catchers they played like circulator (laughs) (laughs) or, or repel or whatever um, right and so and just say the pokemon they want to bring up in the chat i think that's like just so clever <laughs> that is really clever that's super cool yeah uh but you know i i think at the at the end of the day just find find whatever works for you um yeah. you know people keep saying we're at unprecedented times if i i think we both recommend just you know branching out finding the thing that keeps the game fun and enjoyable while we're not able to enjoy it in person with all of our our pokemon brothers and sisters Absolutely. Look for those tournaments if you're still interested in standard format. I mean, I'll be doing some tournaments um, here coming up. I, I do, you know, again, I don't want to say that that I don't like this current format because, like, I, I enjoy Pokemon, just playing Pokemon in general. I think, like, this format does have um, some interesting things about it. There are some interesting things to uh, to do, and I think it is generally, like, exciting, even if it isn't, like, the most interesting format that I've ever played. It, there are a lot of exciting elements to it, and so, uh, you know, I'm always happy to uh, to play a game amongst friends and uh, enjoy this game that we love. Yeah. 
Well said. Well said. We're just Pokemon lovers at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Well, if anyone has questions in chat, feel free to drop them. Wallace 6969 asking, does anyone think World Story 1 is actually happening? Uh, I have my doubts. It's, I mean, it could be the kind of thing where, like, the U.S. is excluded. We're kind of seeing that the United States is being barred from entry into a lot of Asian countries. I mean, we're falling further behind. What's that? We just keep falling further behind. Yeah, exactly. And so we're getting really, um, we're getting really hammered out here. And it's, it's kind of embarrassing on this global stage to even be having this debate of like whether or not we should wear masks when we are seeing the success rate of masks in other countries, just almost maybe not eliminating the problem, but certainly like keeping it under control. And so um, to say that 2020 world, 2021 worlds, uh, is it going to happen or not? I think there is like a pretty decent chance that it does happen, but I think there's also a pretty decent chance that players from the United States like are not allowed to come and play. Um, I could just see, or maybe not by Pokemon specifically, but like if it's still held in the UK, like potentially there's just um, a travel ban or something. A travel ban from from play, uh, people coming from the United States. So that could be something that uh, I think is a very real possibility of happening. Yeah, yeah, I could see that too. Which is sad. <laughs> really sad. <laughs> yeah, so. for sure. Jolly Fly Man asks, what prevents Raticate from cheesing raids? I mean nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing too about these about these cards is like you just have some cards that are insanely powerful against these raid uh a raid Pokemon. <laughs> you look at yeah, that there's like a a Jatu that like flips a coin and does the same thing. And like sure, I mean I guess if you have those cards, then like you just auto win essentially. <laughs> but um, I mean, it's. I mean, you can bring what. I mean, you could just type nine million damage and win. Like that's right. That's right. There's not even a damage cap, so. <laughs> no, you, you can do whatever you want, realistically. Yeah. At the end of the day, the raid battles like you. You have to. You have to use it correctly. You know. You have to use the interface correctly. Um. And I guess Raticate would be using the interface correctly, but uh, you have to also, you know, try it's about the spirit to, of it. I was gonna say you have to try to make it interesting. Yeah. It's the spirit of the game kind of thing. Yeah. For sure. Well, GW, I've had an awesome time chatting with you. I'm really excited to see more of this new format stuff develop. I'll be tuning in for sure to watch you fumble around in Tabletop Simulator tomorrow. Yes. For those of you who want to catch up more on GW's new format content, be sure to subscribe to his YouTube channel if you haven't already at Flex Daddy Righteous on YouTube and on Twitch.tv. And be sure to follow us on Twitter as well, Smiles and Browse and Real John Walter, and Tag Team Pokemon as well, just to follow the cast. We appreciate all of your guys' support through COVID-19, and we hope that you all are continuing to stay safe and be reasonable. Uh, wear masks, not for just yourself, but for the good of others, and we'll be catching you next time. Peace. See ya.